UCL football fans, listen up. When you watch the UEFA Champions League with Heineken, you're never watching alone, even if you're watching alone. Heineken has teamed up with some of the world's greatest footballing legends to bring you the Heineken UCL Live. Seven legendary hosts to take you through every moment of seven unmissable UCL games, and they want you to get involved. Bring the banter and the rivalry, and you could win epic prizes. Tune in using the hashtag HeinekenUCLLive on Twitter during match nights, and don't forget to enter the competition. C's and C's apply. Not for persons under the age of 18. Drink responsibly. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. Good day and welcome to the car wash. Proudly brought to you by Heineken. This is episode number 71. On today's show, we debate whether Amazulu could catch sundowns in the title race. We react to the latest UEFA Champions League as the semifinals got started. And we will also be previewing the weekend in PSL action. I am your host, Slu Paho. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahikeng 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I, of course, am not alone in your eardrums. I am joined by player turned agent, former IX Cape Town and Mamelodi Sundowns goalie, Mr. Sean Roberts. How you doing, sir? I'm great. Thanks for the intro, Slew. Sounds glamorous, but it's nice to <laughs> And player turned pundit uh, slash commentator, uh, former Orlando Pirates and Mamelodi Sundowns as well, star Deco Mudise. How you doing, bro? I'm easy. I'm still skinny and fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Well, before we dive into the show, uh, Sean usually tries to ruin our day with a joke. What do you have for us this week, sir? <laughs> what? What? Like that what you're laughing you... at first. <laughs> That's a bad what do you Listen, Teko. What do you call a herd of sheep tumbling down a hill? A lamb slide. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. Boo. Nah. Yes, that's beautiful. It nah. is really good. Have you already had a six pack of Heineken that side? Uh, I haven't. I'm waiting, bro. I'm dude, waiting. Dude, 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 <laughs> dude, dude. Uh, sorry. Like you, 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 you had the whole weekend to prepare for a joke, and then this is what you I, come up with. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. They will. They they, they do progressively get better, as you do know. I don't. Ah. I don't. I feel like I it's the, so. the exact opposite, my man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, from there, we move on to pole position. Pole position. Pole position is where we present a question either to our supporters club or our Facebook readers. Uh, and uh, this week, it's been a topsy-turvy one for Chiefs. So we asked for reactions to the Downs match. Uh, we asked what impressed fans the most about Chiefs' win over Sundowns on uh, Sunday it was, right? Uh, here's what they had to say. I think I was impressed with the teamwork of Kaiser Chiefs. They placed a team today. They didn't allow Sundowns to play the normal game. They closed down the space in the middle of the park in the third quarter, third quarter of the field. Congratulations to the boys. Even though we don't, we don't have enough quality, but the boys played well. We didn't give, give Sundowns a chance to, to play the normal games. They just have a possession, ball possession, but they didn't hunt us. They didn't have chance to hurt us. Well, as some coaches will say, it was a game of two halves. First half, Sundowns was all over Kaiser Chiefs. The mistake Kaiser Chiefs did was to respect Sundowns in the first half. 
you don't do the dictating of Santa's caliber. All I can say is that uh, there was hunger, there was determination, uh, there was that power of will to to overcome Santa's. There was that power of will to to win this game. Uh, the boys wanted it uh, badly. You know that is what impressed me, and 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 the combination of Parker and Japulo uh, Blom in the middle of the park was just was just superb. But it, the, the combination was fantastic, out of this world. Uh, overall, the team the team performed well. Uh, all, all the boys, you know, except the singling singling out of those two, uh, showed 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 really the uh, the hunger and, and and willingness to you know to 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 bury to bury this one and and they did that exceptionally well well there you have it uh we can dive straight into uh reacting to the week in psl news because chiefs uh you know they took that momentum from that sunbounds win straight into a chipper united oh. loss <laughs> so <laughs> um uh, let me first get your reactions to that Sundowns match, and then we'll, we'll, we'll you know, try to analyze this inconsistent side. So, what did you think of that match uh, this past weekend against Sundowns? Oh, I just can't get the chipper results out of my mind. But anyway, um, <laughs> Slew, it was well deserved. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think, a gentleman said in the in the preview there that, you know, it was is with two. A game of two halves and yeah he was right and wrong in a way but i think gavin hunt put it well he said he, they deserve something for a change and I, and I think the effort we saw from the chiefs players um was was proper was was awesome I, i'm happy for cooney he had a great game um he deserved that one and a, a, look and sundowns were a little bit off let's, let's don't put it past them but uh i'm very happy for chiefs and i'm just gutted Gutted, they did not carry that through to to the Wednesday's game, but um, it was well deserved, Slew. It was well deserved. There's no there's no looking around that. It was well deserved. Deco, what were your thoughts? Uh, Chiefs handing Sundowns their first defeat in the league this season. Look, Slew. To be honest with you, I didn't see that coming, eh? Mm. Um, but I was doing the game in the studio, so um, look, the effort that Kids Chiefs had on the day, the energy. And uh, I think that's something that was lacking on Sundown's side. And I think yeah. uh, Chiefs um, went to this game like uh, they looked like a team that were playing for their lives. And uh, they, they, you know, defensively they do their duties, they did their job, and uh, they looked, they looked like a side that actually wanted to win more on the day because they had players as well that were back from injury, and the inclusion of coming in the lineup as well, you know, increases the chances of you winning the game. And um, mm. look, he made he made proper subs. Um, I think Blom had a fantastic game in the midfield where it's very, very difficult to, you know, to match uh, Mamelodi Sundance midfield because of how diverse they play, you know, Tembazwani coming in, you know, with Serenio and all that stuff. But for Blom to have that fantastic game in the midfield, you know, he, he had to put, a, put put down a shift on the day. But because mm. Chiefs, like Shona said, I think they, they really, really deserved it. And also with, with that game on its own, I think it made other teams realize actually um that the opportunity especially the teams that are chasing the pack up there they realize that you know what it is possible you know to actually try and catch Mamluli Sundance but yet again you know with Chiefs after winning the game you know you're celebrating over the weekend you're like okay cool um they broke the Sundance record yeah and uh, this is the case of Chiefs that they needed this victory and they couldn't come bigger than this so this actually need to build from this I mean that's I think that's everybody's thought Sure. And then and then they were back to the regular daily of eating spaghetti with pop like they've been doing the whole season. 
you you look you, you can't for me listen you you can't go and 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 prepare against sundowns which is very difficult because of how they play sure. and then and then you play against cheaper that plays direct like it's it's it, it shouldn't be difficult to to analyze and to prepare against cheaper but yet again most of the time is we're spending so much energy on preparing and planning for monthly sundowns and the certain details that we leave out when you have to play against your cheaper your black leopards i think that's the case where yeah. you know that game took so much from kids achieves emotionally as well and then we get to cheaper cheaper which is this time around you know the one that's fighting for your life cheaper is and i think those mm. i think those are the difference and I, for me i wasn't surprised that kids achieves lost the uh, to cheaper not at all yeah i mean you you said it tickle i mean they, they play direct football chipper and mm. the goal was scored from a ball over the top and mm, 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 you know mm. I, I love matoa as a player and as a person but i do not know what was happening in that instance in his head and uh, yeah i mean it took 73 minutes for the first shot on target in that game yeah that's how poor that game was yeah it was slow and i mean you know uh you know, we have to mention that in the Sundowns game, uh, Chiefs did end up losing Kamabilia to injury again. So mm, mm, um, we don't know. We don't know if he's going to be back this season. Gavin Hunt said that uh, it's um, it's an injury on the same leg that he broke. So yeah. um, he has to do a scan. He might miss the rest of the season. So um, you know, not to say that Chiefs without Kamabilia shouldn't be beating Chipper United, though. You know, but yeah. um, no. and then. You know, another another great uh, match over the weekend. By the way, it set a record. I think there was four penalties awarded, um, which I think is joint most in a, in a PSL game ever. Um, in this Amazulu versus Cape Town City game, a 5-1 emphatic victory. Um, you know, but slew, but slew, that was last night, eh? Not on the weekend. Get your mm. facts right, my boy. Oh, come, oh, on. come, come on. on. Okay, okay. Throw me on the grill and toss me. Sponsored by Heineken now, Steve. Come on. <laughs> Burn you, boy. All right. Uh, but yeah, Amazulu, they're continuing their fine form. Uh, you know, they're currently second behind Sundowns by one point, but obviously Downs do have those two games in hand. So mm. on the back of this impressive result, um, do you see Amazulu catching Sundowns before the end of the season? Slew, um, no is the answer, but... You know, if if Amazulu carry on with this form into next season, you know, it's a very different conversation. But the reason I say no is because I don't think Sundowns... It's in Sundowns' hand, right? It's, mm. it's for Sundowns to lose. It's, it's mm. not for Amazulu to win. It's for Sundowns to lose. Um, but the, the thing about Amazulu, man, and, and this is what is, is lacking in the PSL. If you see Benny, if you see Monib, if you see Nomverte, if you see their reactions when someone scores or when or when a, 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 de a decision goes against them, how they fight for each other, how they're screaming at the ref, how they, you don't get that passion anymore. And and that's why I love playing under Neil Toby when I was at Sundowns because that's what he brought. An ex-player who's played at the highest level, who's, who's who still thinks he could probably play at that level. And, mm. and it, you know, it's, it's, just, it's an amazing thing to, to see and to feel. And I promise you that that makes a world of difference in a change room that makes a world of difference when you're on the pitch when you know that your coach is screaming and shouting for you your assistant coach your goalkeeper coach it's 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 unbelievable to see and, and kudos to the amazulu new owners who, who have brought this together and who have, who have 
solidified this partnership and we're, which is it's, it's magic it's absolutely beautiful yes we know football can change overnight three or four losers uh, losses for Amazulu we're having a different conversation but at the moment it's awesome to watch and it's mm. it's it's what the PSL needs and I, I'm loving it and you see Monip I mean he's just beautiful <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deco what was your reaction obviously you know Cape Town City is your former team but Amazulu I mean it's been a renaissance of KZN football this season um do you think that they have enough gas in the tank to maybe chase down sundown still look i think when 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 you the team that chases i think you tend to have more energy you know because it's somebody else's to lose and uh, with mumbled sundowns uh, this is a team that for the last i don't know decade they being thriving under pressure and they uh they have players that are they're able to come up and and perform at the highest level when needed be and i think with the pressure they're in right now i think they do have a reference to go into and they do have games that they can pull back and you know analyze from and and rejuvenate their performances as well and their hunger for the game or for the trophy as well because we know how important it is for them to stay in the champions league space but for amazulu um i think look benny has done great i think the first thing that benny did well was to make sure that he works with people that understands him that uh, that will back him up that supports him and that has the same love that he has for the game and i think on 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 a technical side i know how people normally don't when they speak about amazul they don't speak about uh, vasil because he's the only guy on the technical side that never played the game on the highest level and uh, i know what he brings into the team you know the technical abilities you know the eye that he has especially analyzing other teams and the passion that he that's why benny you know called him in to come and help him out because they were doing great mm. in captain city but going yeah. into the captain city game um it, both the coach benny and vasilia assistant coach i think it was an emotional game for them because yes. captain city uh, is still fresh to them i think it's still i mean this is their previous team uh, the last time Benny coached in South Africa, he was coaching Cape Town City. The last time Vasily coaching was under coach uh, at Cape Town City. And uh, being back to a place where you can you usually used to call your home, it was very emotional for them. And uh, look, I was I was trying to look at Benny's emotions, especially because I know how Benny, you know, uh, gets involved into the game. Like Sean has said, I was trying to look at him. He wasn't the excited Benny that you normally see, especially with the results, because of this is John committees that gave him the first opportunity to become a coach. But yet again, the results are more important because you go in there. Yes, there's friendship, there's love, but the results are more important. And uh, Sean, I had an opportunity to speak to the chairman of of, of Amazulu, you know, mm. telling him like uh, the conversation around like how exciting it would have been, you know, to see where Amazulu is and to have their fans mm. back into the game, to the stadium, to cheer them up, you know. Amazulu would have been performing even better than they're performing right now because this, we haven't seen Amazulu like this since I was alive. Probably maybe it's been over 30 years to see Amazulu in the space that we they in right now. We should get him on the show, Teko. We should get him on the show, bro. We should. We should, actually. The, you, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, he has brought so something different into the game. We've, we've, we have new owners within this season, probably two or three, but he's the guy that brought something different into the game. And it's very exciting to have such conversation where we're saying, can Amazulu win the league? Last season, we were saying, can Amazulu stay up? And, it's and, crazy, bro. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So for me, I think Amazulu, it's 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 possible they can go all the way. We we've seen stories of Leicester City, 
In yeah. South Africa, we haven't seen that story. We haven't spoke about that story and it's possible. And I can promise you one thing. At sundowns, they know that that story is possible. Sure. They know that Amazulu is possible. They 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 have the squad. They had the possibilities are there for them to go all the way. Because if you if you look at Mamelodi Sundowns' record for the last four or five games, they haven't been great, especially in the league. Yes, they haven't lost before Kansas Chiefs game, but they were they were, they were, not, they were not winning those games. Yeah. You know, I think with Amazulu, they look like they look at the fixture like guys. As long as we do our business, we collect as as many points as we can. It's up to Sundowns and how they 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 manage their own issues because at, at the moment we need to manage our own. And Amazulu, they're doing great. And yeah. uh, man, man, kudos to Benny and the whole technical team yeah. and uh, the players that are putting in the shift week in week out. Yeah, just a quick one, Slew. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you again. Um, I, I think just to just to finish off here, but. And Teko will appreciate this, but the importance of the owners of Amazulu, the importance of allowing Benny to choose his technical yeah. team, yeah. because that's what makes a massive difference. That doesn't really happen in the PSL. Okay, yeah. it's happened at Chiefs. Uh, I'm still not convinced that it's happened at Sundowns, um, mm. but it's happened at Amazulu, and 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 you can see. Mm. the gel and you can see that Vasily brings the best out of Benny in that aspect uh Monique is there for probably different reasons and it's 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 it, it's working and yeah. um we do not see that happening in the PSL unfortunately and 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 Sean sorry Slu, and Sean here's the thing if if where Amazon is they've already reached their goal for this season I remember in the mm. beginning the owner said he wants to see Amazon in the top four we were like yeah whatever mm. dude so here's the thing if Benny actually wins the league. Oh, my man. Right? It's going to change so much into the PSL. For the fact that Benny's coaching in the PSL has changed so much, where sure. now there's, long, there's more local coaches, younger coaches being given a chance. If mm. Benny wins, I just hope they realize that it's, 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 it, he doesn't just win for Amazulu or for himself. It's, yeah. you know, the new phase, the new era of coaches coming in because I've been, I've been saying to this podcast for the longest time, it's about time we see young coaches with young, fresh ideas instead of rotating and reusing these people like a tea bag or, or rainbows. Yeah. They're not strong anymore. Yeah. We need new we, we need new tactics, we need new coaches. I mean, Sean, we, we can't be you can't be in that space as a, as a local coach being in this business for over 10 years and you haven't played in the final, you haven't won any trophy and yet you're still working and 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 you know coaching all these teams fightings for survival week season in season out. Mm. That's why I'm yeah. saying that it's important for Benny to win. Yes, if Benny wins it changes the whole, the whole thing. It changes like I, I like what Chipper is doing. But I, I wish they were doing it when they were in a good position where they're giving young coaches an opportunity to coach. Mm. You know? So just that for me, it's just my two cents of football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, one last thing on Amazulu, the, the, the new owner, Sandile Zungu. I think, you know, in Europe, we're seeing, um, particularly at Manchester United and Arsenal, fans wanting their owners to sell the team because they don't have a vision or a clear plan. Um, and it's interesting to see it, like watch it play out because the turnaround at Amazulu has been remarkably fast. Um, but from one European reference into another, we move on to the international news desk with Sokola Duma's international correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. But first, we got to pay some bills. UCL football fans, listen up. When you watch the UEFA Champions League with Heineken, you're never watching alone, even if you're watching alone. Heineken has teamed up with some of the world's greatest footballing legends to bring you the Heineken UCL Live. 
seven legendary hosts to take you through every moment of seven unmissable UEFA Champions League games. And they want you to get involved. Bring the banter and the rivalry and you could win epic prizes. Tune in using the hashtag HeinekenUCL live on Twitter during match nights. And don't forget to enter the competition. T's and C's apply, not for persons under the age of 18. Drink responsibly. Oh, so, all right. So, so in essence, I think Heineken must have lost my number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the word was legend. Sorry, Sean. Sorry. What's up, guys? Yay. Yeah, hey, big doggy. Yeah. How are you, big um, so, I mean, we can jump straight into the Champions League. Uh, so, it's the semi-finals now. And uh, both matches were pretty interesting to me. Like, I, the Real Madrid-Chelsea one, I don't really know who has the upper hand there going into the second leg. But Man City clearly have a big... I mean, two away goals. And it, oh. it was like a, a second-half turnaround. So let's start with the Chelsea-Real Madrid one. What did you make of that fixture? Do you think it's Chelsea's tie to lose for the away goal? Or Yeah, I actually do. I, I do think Chelsea will go into that second leg as the favourites. They do have the away goal, but they just played really well too. Um, I think Tuchel's got them playing excellent football. Mm. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's weird to see Real Madrid at the stage of the competition with with the same team that they've had for the last five, six years. Um, yeah. I don't think that they are um, quite there. I don't think that they are at that level anymore. Um, I think they've done excellently mm. well to get to the stage of the tournament, but I, I don't see them going to the final. I think that Tuchel with his new ideas and his youthful squad, um, I, I think they will probably go into that second leg as favorites. And um, I mean, that first 30 minutes in particular of that first leg game, that first leg semi-final, was just incredible from Chelsea. The pressing, the intensity, uh, mm. the team has a clear plan. And once again, I mean, we spoke about it on the show, but it just shows that the players, or even players at that level, need coaching. Um, this is, this yeah. is exactly the same squad that Frank Lampard had. Exactly yeah. the same squad. Mm. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's, it's a completely different... Um, it's, it's, it's great. It's great to watch. And um, it's, it's good to see those kinds of managers in the Premier League. So, Kurt, just, just a quick question. So, do you think it's troubled times ahead for Real Madrid if they're lacking that spark now? I mean, uh, do we see any new faces coming in or is, are things going to change? No, well, Sean, I think what's interesting about that is that Florentino Perez, who is Real Madrid's president, who is very much the, the driving force of the Super League, mm. uh, basically came out a few days after the Super League crash to say that signings like Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland won't happen without the Super League. So it'll be interesting because that kind of gives you an idea of where Real Madrid are right now with their finances. Sure. I don't think they can afford a complete squad overhaul. Um, I think mm. they would love to um, get rid of a few players, um, a few aging players in particular. Mm. I mean, even Benzema, who is their most informed players, I think 33 years old. Sure. So they would love to make a few changes, but I don't think they can afford to. Yeah. And we also saw Man City beating PSG 2-1. Um, man. <laughs> man, they really... That second half from City, was it, it was different. So they go into the, that second leg next week with two away goals. PSG got a red card in that match. Uh, yep. I'm just remembering who that who that was for. Was oh, yeah. Uh, 
you just say okay yeah so the so they won't be full strength necessarily i mean he's not like their most key player but you know you need every, uh, all hands on deck against man city but um what did you make of that fixture though and that second half comeback well i think that second half i mean of course it was fantastic to watch and that's like football just of the highest level that's the best it gets um those first touches and those one twos and just the confidence with which those players played in that second half city players in particular but in the first half we saw the same with Verratti and Paredes and and even Gay himself in midfield but in the second half it was quite clear what changed city just played further up the field and pressed higher mm. and um mm. they were they were on Verratti they were on Paredes as soon as they got the ball they weren't able to offload it to Neymar and Mbappe um and City just turned over the ball every time and worked, were able to create chances that way. Um, mm. Just just seeing what kind of changed, what switched. And I think Pep Guardiola said in his post-match interview that he just told them to go out there and play with personality and not to rush it, to be patient. And you could see that in the second half. You know, the first the first 15 to 20 minutes in particular, City looked a little starstruck. Um, and, you know, they haven't been at this stage of the, the, the Champions League um, with Pep Guardiola before, so I can understand why. Um, and and PSG were really good against Bayern over two legs, and they were in last season's final, so I can understand why there was a bit of nerves. But that second half was just great to watch. You know, after the first forty-five, everybody's talking about how City need a striker, um, and <laughs> they need a focal point of the team, and then yeah. they come out and give you that kind of display. And yeah. yeah, it was lovely to watch. I think as a fan, that's exactly the kind of football you want to see. Not every week, like the Super League proposed, but it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 coach, you you were anti the Super League. We are very anti the Super League, Sean. <laughs> you know, you know, coach. Also, on 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 uh, on a City game and uh, the Chelsea game, I think I saw two similar things. With Chelsea, I saw the energy level because of the young. They're able to press. They're able to use that energy very well against um, the more matured midfield of Real Madrid. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday, yeah, yesterday, I saw uh, PSG. You know. Um, you know, using the same system, where I was very impressed, especially in the first half. You know, mm. my 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 main focus was to see how Verratti will be playing in that midfield, and also seeing uh, Neymar's personality come out. Like the guy was pressing, the guy was doing what he could, something that I never see Neymar does. And you can see how important that game was to him. And also, like you said, I think with Man City, they, they, they struggle to get their rhythm right because Man City is one of those teams that once they get their rhythm, their passing angles right, they become a problem. And uh, yesterday yeah. they were struggling. Third, three, four passes, you know, you know, um, um, the ball get dispossessed. And you know the threat that uh, PSG has, especially with that counter-attack, with that speed with Mbappe and Neymar. But the second half, though, I think once they became more patient with the ball, I knew then that, you know, um, with, uh, with, uh, with, with the PSG, especially how they play and the system as well, they need to actually start uh, sending people to help them look for the ball. Because I knew that something needs to change in the halftime. Not, per not a personality, but just a message needs to change. And once they started playing higher up, you'd see Gundogan now in higher positions. But in the first half, he was so deep. And this season, he hasn't played that deep because of the frustrations. You could see the guys were very frustrated. And the, the, um, I don't think things were going well for them. But that second half, that was, that's exactly what we see we can wake up from Manchester City. You know, being comfortable on the ball, you know, without the striker. Because I was on Twitter, people say, yeah, they need to push Jesus. I said, like, nah, Jesus need to go back and paint in Brazil. We don't need <laughs> 
we don't need we don't need a striker in that position because now once you have a striker, which means you you're telling the, the the two center backs from the opposition team to stay there because now there's somebody to mark there. But there was there's nobody there. Then you're opening that you're creating that space for anybody to go in and utilize that. And that's why City's been uh, what it is this season. So I was very impressed in how they came out second half. Yeah, and so and so now it's lining up potentially an all English. Champions League final. Um, I remember Imagine. last year there was all those jokes about it being a Farmers League final with you know Bayern versus PSG. <laughs> but you know, who do you? I mean, I know who who uh, Sean Roberts will be backing if, <laughs> if if it comes to a Man City versus Chelsea game. But who do you think would have the upper hand in that fixture? They've met each other a couple of times this season already. Obviously, um, who would you back, City or, or Chelsea, uh, to take it all? I think I'm going to go, I, w- I would go with City. I, I do want to see Pep Guardiola want to win the Champions League with, with City. Um, and I just think that overall they have a better, more experienced um, squad of players and um, just more game changers, more players who can turn it on, you know, turn the game on its head with one kick of a ball or one pass or one piece of skill, whatever it is, I think. Um, City would head into that as favourites. But I do want to say that I could not be less interested in an all-English final. <laughs> I really hope it's not an all-English final in the Champions League and then in the Europa League with, yeah. with Arsenal oh. and, and United. Come on, man. I really don't want that. You, you, you just reminded me that there's Europa League tonight. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Arsenal, I suppose, um, you know, we've, we've wanted uh, the owner Stan Kroenke out for a while now and the, the, the protests have intensified. And now the most random headline I could possibly wake up to, the Spotify CEO Daniel Ek wants to buy Arsenal and he, he says he's already got funding. Um, what's your reaction to this news? I mean, it's it's insane. I, like, I, like I wake up, I'm playing music on Spotify and reading about Spotify CEO trying to buy my team. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. team uh, yeah, well, well, I mean, I'm not sure really, you know, what I make of it just yet, but he has said that he is very serious about the offer um, and that he hopes the club hears him out. Um, but at this point, it doesn't seem like there's anything more to it than that. Um, I do understand that what will really tug on the heartstrings of Arsenal fans is that this guy is a lifelong Arsenal supporter and has said that his primary interest um, is wanting the club to do better, you know, to achieve better results. And um, that's why I understand why there will be some sort of excitement. Um, but then on the other hand, there's been a lot of talk in recent week, uh, in recent weeks, uh, you know, amid the, the storm of the European Super League, whether billionaires should be able to get into football, whether they should own football teams. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if there isn't this, this uh, you know, the 50 plus one approach like, like in Germany, then who are we expecting to take over these football clubs when things go, go wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, but look, it's just it's early days because Stan Kroenke and his, his brother have said that they are not interested and they won't even entertain an offer. Um, but yeah, yeah, look, Slew, these guys don't care. Let's be real. They yeah, think he's yeah. okay whether you or, or, or fans in England like them. They don't care. So it's going to be really hard to convince them to sell the football club. Um, but let's see what happens. I mean, how do you feel about it? Are you? Is this something that you would love to see because this guy is a, a, an Arsenal fan? I mean, an Arsenal fan taking over is a is is quite nice i just don't know a lot about the guy um and uh you know i know that this is a very difficult thing to do like you can't just you can't just buy the club like 
Exactly. So, you know, I'll, I'll wait and see. I'm biding my time. I do want to pass the question, uh, the question off to um, Deco and Sean. Do you guys think that um, we should be moving away from billionaires owning, owning teams uh, and having the, you know, more of a, in the States, a certain NFL and NBA teams, it's a large group of people who, who own small stakes, but like, mm. it's not one guy, you know? Mm. So what do you think that would, what do you think that would mean for football? You know, it's true, man. You know, thank God it's not like the PSL where, see the problem with the PSL is you get these owners who are number one, completely useless. And number two, they, they they don't surround themselves with football people if they're not football people. Yeah. So there's only a handful of guys in the PSL that own the clubs that are actual football people that understand what's what's potting. So I, I you know the guys that are going to be purchasing Arsenal potentially. They will be surrounded by football people. These guys are just the investors, right? So um, yeah. it doesn't make a difference to my life, to be honest, Lou. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it has its positives, it has its negatives. Um, mm. The positives are that they attract a lot better players. I mean, if I think that's what Arsenal need, right? <laughs> they need a lot. They need a miracle, actually. Yeah. So, they need, um, this one's yeah. They need <laughs> facelift, <laughs> job, tummy tuck, everything, bro. You need. <laughs> what do what do you rate in terms of like club ownership? Do you think that um, football is a business? It is what it is. It's going to stay the same, or do you think that uh, we should be moving away from billionaire billionaires controlling clubs? Look, so I think to be honest with you, I think it's it's been forever, man. When billionaires have been involved in all these top clubs, now it's just that now it's more billionaires wants to be involved. Whether they're football people or not, but at the end of the day, football is business. For for a fan, for a fan of a team, you want to see Mbappe coming in there, but you don't know the books, and you need financial backing from someone, whether it's from the sponsor, whether it's from a billionaire himself. As long as for me, as long as those football, those billionaires are are coming in, you know, just to raise, you know, the bar a little bit. And, and and help these teams to 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 stay competitive because it's very sad to see your Arsenal. What else is this? Is the team that was watching a couple of years ago with Thierry Henry, Vieira being there. So you always want to see those teams competing and 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 uh, with the financial backing, obviously, that makes things a little bit better for all the teams. As long as you're coming in there to help and make sure that you have football people, like Sean has said, around you to help and raise the game. I mean, it's something that we're not going to run away from. It's going to be there. It's And it's all in sporting codes. Basketball, you can name them. There's always going to be a billionaire that wants to get involved, doesn't know much about the game, but he makes sure that he understands the game and has people around him. So for me, the team that needs injection, teams that needs facelift, if you need a financial backing, I think that's the way to go. Because at the end of the day, you you need to have uh, money to 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 keep uh, Aubameyang there in the team, and if Arsenal you can't even lose Shield Cup, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know he's gonna leave. So for you to 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 retain your top players, you need to have a financial backing, and financial backing also means you need to be win, able to win trophies to attract better players, and and I think that's where the business is going this late. Mm. True. Mm. And then last, uh, I just want I just want a bit of banter because I saw somebody on on Twitter. Um, saying that Neymar might be better at PSG than he was at Barcelona. But personally, I just think the streets will never forget LSM. Um, 
so it's just it's hard for me sorry msn that's the one um it's 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 hard for me to heineken show heineken focus hey listen lsm came into my head because i was thinking of our listeners bro all right all right uh but yeah um kurt i passed the question to you in your opinion is neymar better since he left barcelona or was he better at barcelona I think it's a, it's a difficult question to answer. What I will say is that uh, I think he's more mature as a footballer. Mm. I think he knows when you know when to dribble, when to pass. Um, I think that his all-round vision, I think his um, ability as a team player has has improved. But Neymar at Barcelona was incredible. Mm. You know, let's not forget this guy was incredible at Barcelona. He was a lot younger. And, as I just touched on now, maybe a little immature at times, but his numbers were through the roof. Mm. Um, and it's the same at PSG. I mean, all his numbers at PSG are way better, but we must consider that he is playing in a in a weaker league. I, I hate to say it, and you know, I, I don't, I'm not the guy who's going to be shouting that League One's a farmer's league, but it is a weaker league. Um, um, but yeah, I think, you know, difficult question to answer. I would like to um, hear Sean and Tech's thoughts, but no, I, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say he's better. Yeah, no, no, no. I I agree with everything that Kurt said. I mean, to stand out in a team like Barcelona in that league, you've got to be something special, um, and that takes nothing away from PSG at the moment. But um, it's 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 very difficult to 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 say. But um, yeah, he he is standout now. He will always be standout. He is Neymar. I don't think he's a better player. No. Hmm. Um. Look, I think for. When when Neymar now like in PSG, I think he understands his role better. Where he's he's more of a team player. He carries the team. He makes sure that the results get better, and he's he's not interested as much as he was at Barcelona into in terms of the headlines. I think he's more matured now. If we had to see this Neymar in Barcelona, I think he would have been better. Because well, imagine Teco. Yeah, yeah, because because in Barcelona, yes, he, he the numbers were crazy, but he was also surrounded by mature players, you know, surrounded by players that have done it, seen it all. And then now at PSG, he's the guy that has done it, seen it all. And yet again, you have your De Maria as well that won everything as well. You know, you you but De Maria also doesn't uh, De Maria is like Tembisa. He always you, you trust that he can he can but he doesn't but Neymar comes in there he is so influential on everybody within that team you know he's that type of a guy and he what 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 not in stats what Barcelona what Messi is to Barcelona that's what PSG what that's what Neymar is to PSG in terms of the influence that he has and when he's on song when he's in the mood everybody wants to play better and I think it's 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 very rare for players and I don't care how good a footballer you are, but for 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 you to be influential in the whole team, it takes a special player. And for me, I think Neymar will forever be special because of those are roles that are just given to anybody just because you're skillful. And for me to yeah, see exactly. him this matured at 28, I think that's the age. That's the right age to be matured, and and he's carrying the team very well. Yes, I still want to see him in Barcelona, especially with his maturity right now. He'll be a fantastic footballer. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he plays for Brazil at the World Cup as well because he'll be. Oh, he'll be fire. He'll be fire. Yeah. Mm. As long as the Jesus is not there. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a Gabriel Jesus hater podcast. Yeah. 
Let it go, Jacob. Let it go. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for joining us for the International News Desk, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Have a fantastic day, bro. Cheers, guys. See you. Thanks, thanks, Kurt. And from there, we move to an African continental competition, the CAF Confederations Cup, where Orlando Pirates have qualified for the quarterfinals, finishing second in their group. Yeah. Uh, uh, they'll find out about their opponents uh, Friday, the 30th of April, today for the listeners <laughs> but um i wanted to ask you know what do you guys make of orlando pirates season as a whole because obviously in the league they've been a little shaky um but they've got a trophy this campaign they've made it to the quarterfinals of of the continental uh, competition that they're in what grade would you give their season so far inconsistent um it'll be interesting to hear teko's point of view but you know they're sitting fourth. Um, it hasn't been a bad season by uh, by any means, but they've been inconsistent. They've a couple of their signings have been um, average, and I, I'm not going to say who it is, but I know me and Teko on the same wavelength here. He's um, a big signing. He's been average, average and <laughs> continues to be <laughs> average. It's getting um, worse. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. Um, and yeah, it, it's just. Like you said, they've got a trophy. As a hierarchy, Atlanta Pirates, I'd look back, and the season's not over, by the way. Anything can happen. But I would look back and go, yeah, yeah, cool. Nice one, guys. I would be a bit more happy, a, a, bit, more, um, a bit more work needs to be done in the league in terms of consistency. But to do what they've done now in CAF as well is, is fantastic. And um, and good luck, eh? I mean, yeah, that's just brilliant. Deco, what are your thoughts on Pirates' campaign thus far? Look, I think... With uh, seeing themselves, um, especially in the continental competition where they are, there's a lot of growth. Yeah. I think those that tournament is tough. Not everybody can be in that space, and to be able to juggle that with the local competitions as well, it's it takes a lot from the players. And most of the players that are playing there, you know, that's that's a space that they're not used to, because also they're not most of them they're not exposed in the international level in that way. So. For, to have a team to be there, it's 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 absolutely great, sure. and uh, to to see them competing in the league, I think the inconsistency has been there, and that, and I still say that most of the players that are playing at Atlanta Pirates, they're getting away with <laughs> performances because the fans are not there. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of. Um, um, That's a good point, Teko. Yeah. I think there's a lot of players that need to take responsibilities as to how they perform this season. They need to look at themselves. And I think, I still believe that with the quality that a lot of Pirates have, there should be, we should be having the same conversation that we're having with Amazulu about a lot of Pirates because of the quality that they have within the team. But yeah. yet, they're getting away with so many things because, yeah. you know, like I said, the fans are not there. But, but if they have to look at this season, they look at to look at the positives, you know. Um, they won the trophy. They're the only team this season that has that trophy, uh, that won the trophy rather. And um, look, man, I think if, 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 if it depends also slow on on what the goals are for the team because I think every team, um, you know, in the season they start speaking about what is it they want to achieve this season. You know, I think a lot of pirates they'll look at this season like, okay, guys, we stepped it up a little bit. Now it's about time now that we chase for this and this and this because firstly, I think a lot of pirates wanted to win a trophy because it's been a while since they've had some. And now they have a trophy and now they're competing as well. You know, the good stages of the continental football. So I think this is the they, this is the time where they actually they need to look at the squad that they have. Just probably maybe add one or two, not 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 too much, and yeah. continue with that and be competitive more locally also um, 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 next season. But for me, I think it's it's um, Orlando Pirates. Um, 
they, it's not a great performance, but it's not bad either, but they can do better. Teko, so, so just a quick one. Is Richard Ofori, is he injured or dropped? I think he's injured. I'm okay. not sure about his injury though, because mm. look, man, I think this COVID thing is, is, is brought too many loopholes. I think there's too many gray lines now in football where we don't know whether the player is sick. We don't know whether the player is injured. You just have to figure that out for yourself because there's no formal uh, announcement that comes through from the teams as well. But but I think Ofori, if you remember as well, when he was called up from the national team, he didn't play because he's the number one choice. I think he was injured as well. I think his injury is still there. Okay. And uh, hopefully it's an injury that you know he'll come back from because he's important into that team. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it should be an interesting rest of the season for them. I mean, it's another case of games in hand for them. So they're behind Golden Arrows by four points, but they have two games in hand. So they can still make it to that spot. You know, they're still in the running, um, but they're going to have to turn some stuff around. But congratulations to Orlando Pirates um, making football history. Speaking of which, <laughs> it's time for this week in football history. <laughs> okay. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. Uh, this week, back in 1974, Man City defeated Manchester United 1-0 at Old Trafford, sending United down to the second division. And fun fact, the match's lone goal was scored by Dennis Law, who had previously been at United for 11 seasons yes. before moving to City. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, that must have been just the worst way to go down. Mm -hmm. um, this week, back in 2004, uh, Arsenal clinched the Premier League title. This was in their Invincibles run. Uh, they clinched it with a 2-2 draw at Tottenham, um, and they did it with four matches remaining. And this week, back in 2015, Chiefs beat Sundowns 1-0 in the league. I thought it was funny that, um, you know, it happened the, sa the same week as they, as they did it this year. Um, but fun, fun thing about that one is... Um, it was in their last Absa Premiership title win, of course. But that win also meant that Chiefs had beaten every team in the league at least once that season. Wow. So, wow. yeah, it was it was, it was quite, a, quite an impressive one. Uh, but from looking in the past to looking to the future, let's preview some of these PSL matches. Um, yeah, there need, needs to be an intro. No, no, there needs to be some sort of music intro. Slew, you missed, you, missed, you missed important fixtures here, dude. I promise you. Did you he? promise me? You promise yeah. me? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, see, you, you I missed, see the one. I see the one. important fixtures here, dude. Like, there's, there's a TTM versus... Versus Black Leopards, dude. You know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Look, look, look. It's it's not funny. I'll tell you why. Look, TTM, dude, and and Black Leopards, they they fighting for territory there. They're using the same stadium, and mm. we all know that one needs to bounce. Mm. So so so, and there's what six five games to go, dude. I'm telling you, uh, forget about uh, Amazulu Sundowns. What what? The bottom. That's where it's fun, because somebody's going mm. to cry there. Surely, 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 Teko Black Leopards are down with 15 points. Yeah. Surely. So yeah, bad. I don't know. And plus, plus, Chipper and TTM are kind of, you know, getting some wins now. So, but Black Leopards just haven't, like, when was the last Black Leopards win, actually? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't so. even know. When Mandela was still alive. 
<laughs> All right. But okay, let's get your predictions for that one. TTM versus Black Leopards. The match of the weekend. Blockbuster stuff. Sure uh, knows. I, 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 I'm going with TTM. I think they've got a bit more quality than Black Leopards. And it's time Black Leopards get relegated. Ooh, with Chipper. You, Deco? Uh, just uh, for TTM, um, surely for one reason, because how the players came back from all the troubles that they had and uh, to start now getting points, I think it's important that they reward themselves by staying in, in the league. Yeah. So this is one of those games that to win, yeah. Another one that I left off of this list for some reason is Pirates versus Sundowns, but we'll Dude. get there. Dude, <laughs> come on. Hey, but, 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 you know. The wounds are still Dude. fresh Hi, from those Nick. guys. Hi, the Nick. wounds are still fresh, my friend. It still has a bandage <laughs> on and what, what. Hey, guy, that four is not there. Eh? You can't ignore yeah. the four, guy. Uh, yeah. anyway. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Come on. Uh, let's start with Celtic versus Chiefs. Hey, stop being disappointed in me. Um, <laughs> Celtic versus Chiefs, who you got? Oh, um, this is a tough one. Both have only won one in their last five. Um, and oh, it, it's such a tough one because you, you don't know how it is in the camp now with Chiefs. You would think a Chiefs win, um, but Bloom Celtic need a victory. I'm going Bloom Celtic win. I am. Can't believe I'm saying it. I am there. All right, Deco. I'll go for Chiefs merely because Chiefs has been the most inconsistent team in the league and they're great at it. So <laughs> they're consistent. They're being inconsistent. I'm telling you. Yeah. So <laughs> this yeah. is great. They're going to win this oh, game. Headlines I wish I could use. Um, exactly. <laughs> the next one is uh, Golden Arrows versus Amazulu, which if you had asked last season, not a lot of people would have cared as much, but this is going to be a, a, a really interesting match. Exactly. Uh, you know, two teams in the top three, KZN Derby. Uh, who you guys got? Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a must win for both teams if you think about it. Um, Amazulu low four wins out of the last five, unbeaten in the last five. Uh, also, so is Arrows unbeaten in the last five, but only one win. Um, has to be has to be Amazulu, has <laughs> to be. Has to be, uh, all right. I'll say, look, Golden Arrows are a very difficult side to beat. They might not have, you know, the the strength to go on and win the games, but they're a team that doesn't like to be defeated. Amazulu, they're on form and winning games, so they have yet to meet a team that doesn't like to be beaten. And I think this is going to be a beautiful draw. Yeah. Beautiful draw. Uh, much like, well, actually, Sundown's draw against Arrows wasn't necessarily beautiful. Um, yeah, no. but, uh, <laughs> but to your point, though, um, Arrows don't go down easy. So Mm-mm. we will be watching that one closely. And... The match, which I, of course, never forgot, um, wow. is Sundowns versus Pirates. Also, another, I think, must win for both teams. Sundowns haven't won in the league in three matches, so they want to turn that around. Pirates, you know, it's it's they, they're actually doing pretty well, to mm. be fair. Three wins from their last five, but uh, there's also a draw and a loss in there, and they're chasing arrows. So, who's your money on? I think if this... I think Teko put it well last season. I think something about the football gods were on our side. To make this league exciting, you'd want a Pirates victory, right? And you'd want Amazulu to win. Yeah. You'd want, you know, so um, only because of that, I'm going with the Pirates win. I'm probably going to be an entertaining draw, but I'm going to go for a Pirates win. All right, Teko, your two former teams. Yeah, look, slow. whatever results I choose here, yeah, people 
look, I'm hating people here, so <laughs> so I'll go for a troll. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, 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 Sean. Like, I, I, I would want Sundance to win because, you know, I want Sundance to win. Sure. And that'll be, look, Orlando Pirates will never allow that to happen, especially within the short space of time, uh, to be losing again to Sundance, mm-hmm. you know? And, and if Pirates also wins, it becomes more exciting in the league. You know, it's going to be end-to-end. We might even, you know, know who's going to win the league at the last day of the, the, you know, the campaign like we did last season. So that's exciting. There's more talking points to that. But also, you know, uh, a draw wouldn't be good for anybody, for, especially for Sundowns. They've been drawing so much. So, uh, yeah. So I, I'm on the fence here. I promise you, and this fence is itchy, but it's fine. <laughs> because you, you know those razor fence? Yeah. <laughs> Stuck in the razor fence, dude. The barbed wire, yeah. Yeah. The barbed yeah. wire. <laughs> All right. And uh, moving on from there, last story to cover here. Um, this this was reported by Kickoff, by the way. And um, it's that Pizzo has informed Al-Akhli President Mahmoud Al-Khatib that he will reject the advances from Safa uh, for the Bafana coaching job. I don't think we're surprised by this. No. I would have been impressed by Safa getting Pizzo, but yeah. I, I fully expected him to turn it down. What's your reaction to the news? Do you think Safa's, Safa's sweating or... Um, do you think that this was always bound to happen and Pito was just top of their list? Yeah, uh, you put it well there, Slu. I would have been impressed with Bafana if they got it right. But uh, there's no way Pizzo's leaving that cushy job he's got and um, winning all these accolades and well, you know, and, and deservedly so. There's, there's just absolutely no way. As we've spoken about Bafana or Safa and the turmoil they're in, the lack of leadership, the lack of structure, why would anybody, especially Pizzo, want to go back? So couldn't agree more with what you said. Deco, were you were you surprised by this news? I mean, he had like a full-on meeting with them, like called them in and and sat them down and went, don't worry. So I think the reports started getting to e- Egypt, of course, that Fafana was looking. But I mean, are you surprised by this news at all? No, not, not at all. And I'm impressed with, um, with, with what Coach Peter has done because also those rumors as well, you know, you're just new into the team and there's, there's you know, the team has invested so much on you. And... Uh, and you want to come out as well and squash the rumor, you know. And uh, and and also with with the relationship that Safa had with Pizzo, I think it's too soon for him to come back. But I can promise you one thing: um, Pizzo will end up coaching a national team, whether it's um, it's Bafana Bafana or some international mm, country. I but agree. he will coach because, yeah. look, I remember having a conversation with Coach Pizzo a long time ago. He said he wants to he wants to coach in the World Cup. Every like the like look, dude. This is years ago. Pito said he wants to coach in the World Cup. Pito now is coaching now in Egypt, where he's in Champion League space, where he's playing, you know, tournaments that are big. And uh, I see that happening, you know, especially so with, with 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 what he's doing at Lockley. I see that happening. Whether it's Bafana Bafana, but with Bafana Bafana, we know that's not going to happen. The reason is we spoke about this. Because he still he has to come back, and this is the same people that he fought with when he was in Bafana Bafana. You remember the case where how he left Bafana Bafana, so it's not going to happen. But I see Pizzo Misimani doing great stuff at the World Cup, whether it's 2022 or 20 what what. But the Pizzo will end up coaching in the World Cup. Yeah, if you're trying to coach at the World Cup, Bafana is not the job for you right now, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that, so <clears throat> shots fired. Shots fired. 
But listen, you know, Bafana's whole rebuild, it's going to be a long journey. Oh, um, you know, what better way to take a long journey than in the That's car good. of Ooh. the week. Very good, Slew, <laughs> no, dog. Very good stuff. Well done, Slew. Well done. <laughs> um, so this car of the week is from Orlando Pirates midfielder Tabang Minari, who has the 2020 Audi S3, which is beautiful. The Audi S3 blends high performance and high tech into a zesty compact sedan. In addition to its sporting chops, the S3 also excels at being practical thanks to a roomy trunk and a decent fuel economy ratings. Unlike the A3 on which it is based, the S3 is not offered as a convertible. The sharp handling sedan may be built off Audi's entry-level model, but it imparts much the same sense of quality and luxuriousness as the larger cars in the company's lineup. All S3 models come with a panoramic sunroof, dual-zone automatic climate control, and ambient interior lighting. Selling at 800,000 Rand plus, I give this beauty a 9 out of 10. Very, very nice. Um, you said that was uh, Tabang Brunares. Correct. He's going to need a whole bunch of motivation when he yeah. takes on Sundowns this weekend. Yes, sir. Sean, I trust you to motivate our brother. So this one is a is a bizarre one. Um, it's from Nathan Pulser, who, who left Cape Town... Uh, Spurs because of the firing of Ian Taylor. So, but he quotes Sean Bartlett's quote. So, here it is: For the love of this game, I might change my goals, but the principles and values stays the same. Very cool. But there's obviously a hidden agenda there. I'd love to know what's happened. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, mm. I love it when I love it when people you know post sly stuff and you know, there's <laughs> always something underneath the surface there, and you yeah. you have to be in the know. Uh, but this has been episode number 71 of the car wash proudly brought to you by heineken um whether you've been listening to us on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, or mahikang 96.7 fm's game time thank you very much for tuning in i have been your host slew that has been mr sean roberts and that has been mr teko mudise and we will see you all same place, same time next week. Peace. Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.